This is a HeadGum Podcast. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Tig? Yeah. Hi, Cheryl. Hey, Tig. So I'm trying to think of what what we talked about in this. Well, we talked about math. We talked about fractions. Sex. Yeah. Dolly Parton came up several times. Well, as she should. Yeah. I know you feel neutral about her, but the rest of normal society. I I really like her. I don't have a poster. No, what do I have? You should love her. Do I have a CD? (laughs) Does anybody have CDs anymore? Do I have vinyl? Well, vinyl. Yeah. Okay. Braggadocious, but not like a CD. Does anybody have compact a CD discus? <laughs> compact. My son Max, ha- he got for I don't know Christmas. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. CD player listens to country music, the Beatles, musicals on a CD blaring. Player? <laughs> on his CD, well, because that is something he can do. He can push oh. buttons to stop and fast forward. That and he's is adorable. Blaring the Sound of Music and Newsies and the Beatles oh and this country CD. Yeah, it's pretty great. Okay, it has nothing to do with what we're right. Let's get into it. Oh, oh, but but let's just say oh. this: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you have a little snork bowl listening, mm-hmm. I mean, do we say hey, that little snork bowl? Hey. <laughs> Do we say do we say racy things? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, we say horny all the time. <laughs> anyway, you might want to listen to it first. All right, ladies and jerks, welcome to Ask Doctor Ruth. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid two thousands. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries. Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. I am the first ever podcast. And Tick and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Hey, TK. Hey, Cheryl. Hey. How are you? I'm doing well. Good, good. Yeah, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well as well. Knocking on wood. You know, I'm just Mm -hmm. shooting curb, go to work and see my peeps. Is it good to be back? Oh my God, it's so fun. It's really fun. Good. You know, and it's improvised, so I don't have to learn any lines. (laughs) 
Do I sound I lazy? get into that. God, you got to get into that. But everything's good right now. And by the way, I, I mean, are we supposed to, I know what you're going to say when I ask you this. Are we supposed to say when we really love a documentary? That we, that we can say whatever we want. That's what you're going to say. Right? Mm, yeah. Or are you going to say, no, say. don't tell people when you like a documentary? <laughs> yeah, keep that to yourself. I really like this one, though. Did you Did you like this? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, love yeah. it? Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. I feel like this guy, Ryan White, this director, I, yeah. think, he's, I think he's really good. We're, we're really Ryan Whiting it out right now. Yeah, and I his producing partner Jessica is an old pal. They're on a hot roll. Yeah, I'm not I can't claim that she's my closest friend in the world, but she's somebody that um Cuz you can't get her on a, the phone right now. <laughs> well, we've been emailing. I've been telling okay. her that we've been watching their um documentaries yeah. and we're hoping to do some sort of follow-up mm. with uh with someone on something oh, maybe yeah. down the road we'll see yeah. but um but if not i i just i think they're doing some really great documentaries yeah so today we're talking about ask dr ruth it's a 2019 documentary film directed by ryan white mm-hmm. who most recently directed last week's film pamela a love story yeah. I mean, what are the odds that we're doing back-to-back white? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Ask Dr. Ruth follows the epic story of the sex therapist and television personality who changed how a generation of Americans viewed sexuality. Mm-hmm. Ask Dr. Ruth premiered at Sundance and is available to watch on Hulu. I mean, I, I learned so much about her. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. I, I, I honestly had no idea. I just remember her as like the, you know, s- sweet sassy, smart, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. candid personality who would just talk did about Did you used to listen to her? Oh yeah, I loved listening to her. Did you <laughs> did you listen to her? <laughs> yeah, I think I was in junior high, maybe in or like, high school. You shouldn't be listening to that. Yeah, it was like, whoa. Scandalous. And she was just so appealing. And yes. she was just doing something that no Buddy no. was doing and it's still it's so crazy how long ago that was and i feel like there's even still now it would be kind of like oh you know like <laughs> oh oh just on on regular radio that's what it was yeah. on it's not it's not on xm radio it it was like for all to hear and access Yes. I mean, I don't want to spill beans, but yeah, we'll, we'll talk about uh, how she got her start. She's, she's got quite a backstory. Yeah, she does. I mean, I, I had no idea. But this documentary, it starts with a montage of Dr. Ruth on all the talk shows. Arsenio Hall, Howard Stern, Joan Rivers, David Letterman. I mean, it was very sweet to see all those people, too. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, mm-hmm. God. And it shows... Dr. Ruth, and in this documentary, she's let's see, how old is she at the in this? Like nine, 90, 92? She was 89 turning, turning 90. She was turning 90. If, yeah, I watched. <laughs> they celebrated her 90th birthday on the documentary. On the documentary. Uh, so yeah. in Washington Heights, New York City, that's where Dr. Ruth lives, and she's lived in that apartment for 54 years. 
That's a run. Four years. I can't imagine it. You know, when I moved to Los Angeles with my friends Beth and Leslie, we were staying at our friend Ashley's apartment, who we knew from our childhood. And while we were crashing on Ashley's floor, Beth was like, you know what, I'm just going to walk around the neighborhood and just find a place for the time being. And so she found an apartment two streets over from Ashley, over by the Hollywood Improv, where I met you, Cheryl. Yes. And my plan was always to just live in L.A. for six months and then move back to Colorado. Uh, mm, good because plan. I had, well, I had broken up with a girlfriend. I thought, oh, I'll just move with Beth and Leslie out to L.A. Just eat a palate cleanser. Yeah. And then get just, back to business. Yeah, and then I'll get back to my life. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And I let the smoke clear, and uh, there was a lot of smoke. I was a chain smoker back then. But um, anyway, so Leslie still lives in that apartment that Beth got temporarily. She's been in there for she's been in a one bedroom apartment for twenty five years. Oh. That was just like, yeah, we'll just find a place. And the three of us were crashing there for a while. And, and did she, and does she still live there because she loves it, or does she live there because it's like, well, why not? It does the you job. You know, it it probably uh, there's been moments where there's been talk of like, gotta find a new place, but also <laughs> everybody looks at her like, you're not going to, or I'm not going to yeah. look at apartments. Well, truly, with you. it's 25 years. <laughs> I mean, that's a long time. I've, since we got to LA. That is I can't, so Like when I crazy. think of my life 25, 25 years, years ago, ago. Oh my God. But there's also the the whole thing of, oh, well, her rent is like right. $1,100, which they is can, unheard they can of. Only raise it a certain amount every, every year. Yeah, it's rent controlled. That is crazy balls. She's never leaving that apartment. No, no. And Mm-mm. she, I think the original cost of the apartment was $600, $600 a month. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. They can't wait for her to move out so they can oh, get somebody I'm else sure. in there. <laughs> and they are going to have to do a deep cleaning. Okay. See, that's the thing about living somewhere for that long. I, uh, I don't, I don't like accumulation of stuff. Uh-huh. So I, I can't even imagine. Like, so I don't, I don't mind moving every, you know, few years. Because uh-huh. if you have to go through it all, but fifty-four yeah. years, I'd be like, oh god, that little trinket still on that shelf. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could move it. I guess one could move it if they want. Yeah, you but can you clean you your house know, but you and you can spring you clean and yeah, sort. They, but you're not going to. Without moving. You're not going to. I do. It's weird. You know, there are things that like little things that break down in your house and, and you figure out a way to fix it. Like my in my first marriage, we had this house and for whatever reason, I had to put a bra on the um, light switch to keep the light on because it was j- what, because- the house you had with Paul. Yes, yes. Wait, you guys were gainfully employed. <laughs> well, that's what's weird about it. But it wasn't a problem because I found just the right amount of weight to put on the light switch to keep <laughs> it from turning off, but still keep it engaged. But so when you went into the bathroom. So I the bra and the light switch, and we never got it fixed. 
It was it's just like, funny that it's it's fine. It works in this documentary about Dr. Ruth. It's funny that you would say to keep it turned on, or what oh, did you say? Turned off, it. but engaged. <laughs> turned off, but engaged. <laughs> I don't know. It just seemed appropriate, especially with a bra. Especially that yes, it's a bra I know. doing it. Well, that was a weird thing. And then pe- guests would come over, and they're like, "You know, your bra is hanging in the." I'm like, "I know. Don't touch it. It's." That's there for a reason. <laughs> okay, listen, let's get – we haven't really gotten into this. Okay, Dr. Ruth. Okay, she's in her late 80s. She's been on TV for 36 years. Mm-hmm. Her minister of communications is Pierre Lehoux. <laughs> I can't see how you say his name. Lehoux? Mm-hmm. And he's a, he's a white-haired gentleman who's worked for Ruth for decades. I mean, when when you say minister of communications – doesn't that just mean a publicist? I don't know. Have you ever heard that term before? Minister of communication. No way to know. <laughs> There's no way to know. There's no way to know. I could have Googled it, before, but I didn't. And he's dying to retire, but she doesn't want to. Sometimes they talk up to 30 times a day. I can't imagine talking to someone that I work with or work for 30 times a day. <laughs> wow. Hey. Hey, it's me again. Um, just wanna, <laughs> I was going to ask you about lunch. Should I have the salad or go? There for the are sandwich? people that talk oh my to God. that, like contact their assistant and just all, all day, day long every, about nothing, about absolutely and there's nothing. Also, that phenomenon of people that have assistants that treat them like their best friend, and you know, the assistant is rolling is, your eyes like, yeah, yeah, just like get a life. <laughs> I think that's how Gabby was with me. <laughs> I would be like, Gabby, uh, I have so much to tell you. And she'd be like, mm-hmm. Oh, really? Wait, so you call her Gabby after she left? Yes, she's forever Gabby. <laughs> but she was, you called her Gabby when she worked for you. Well, I've been trying to switch over. So okay. now that, you know, she's a peer, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm trying to... You know, I understand it's because then I don't see her every day. And when I see her every day, she's a Gabby. Yeah. If yeah, I see her once yeah. in a while, I could, I really try hard to say Gabby. Well, that's nice of you. Yeah. But I'm sure there were a lot, there was a lot of eye rolling going on yeah. behind my back. It has to be because I would be like, oh my God, my seat cushion is so uncomfortable. And it's been that way for <laughs> eight, eight months. I was like, oh my God, let me get on that. No. <laughs> there, there are many moments where I think many I know moments. that there's eye rolling. I mm-hmm. know there's like, oh my god! <laughs> and then you Had just you have to push through. You you need your thing done, and you got to then get on to the next thing. Yeah. Dr. Ruth. And just so these assistants yeah. know, we're rolling our eyes too, okay? <laughs> There's mutual eye rolling. Exactly. We're rolling out our eye. But by the way, we were assistants. So I did yes. my fair share of eye rolling. And I'd be like, I would actually get called out for it. It's like, you don't have to roll your eyes. It's like, oh, I was just saying, seems like you already have a lot of black t-shirts, but I'll get you another one. <laughs> um. Okay. So Dr. Ruth, she taught at Princeton and Columbia and was a licensed sex therapist. 
-hmm. Her credentials, as well as her grandmotherly image, were crucial to her success. And she was named, I didn't like this nickname, and I don't remember this being her nickname. Okay. The Happy Munchkin of Sex. Oh, I... (laughs) It's not a good... I had never heard of that until... Until this moment? Until this documentary. That seems uh, disrespectful, at the least. (laughs) It sure does. It doesn't feel like it's acceptable anymore. Oh, yes. And I was offended on her behalf, by the way. And yeah. it's not a way to, you know, talk to a doctor. Call them a munchkin? I don't know. <laughs> so anyway. But it also feels like her vibe is... CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's hard to get her down. She's a very upbeat, uplifting um, person. She laughs a lot. And that's also part of what makes her so successful and able to communicate with people. And it's so interesting to watch her in this documentary. and, And it reminded me, oh, yeah, this is why so many people responded to her. Because even though she laughs all the time in life and about other things, someone will say, I have to ask you something and it's going to be embarrassing. And she'll say, go ahead. And there's never judgment. There's never laughter. There's never a snicker. There's never a moment of treating that person with anything other than respect. Mm-hmm. You know, it was yeah. it was nice. I don't know if I mm-hmm. – I would like to think I could do that, but – I don't know if you could. I don't know. It's like I like to dress like a baby and then it's like, yeah, boy, I do the eye roll and then now you're sex therapist. Although, I think you would be very interesting being a sex therapist. Should we do a side show? (laughs) I think we've talked about that. Uh, I think we have talked about it. Yes. A sex show. Yes, we called it a sex show and people got the wrong idea on streaming like if we did a streaming live oh. show and we took calls and questions I mean, about the sex the only problem is we do, we aren't uh licensed in any way we're not educated uh necessarily other than experience that's, that's <laughs> what the internet and podcasting is all about you just oh. go yeah i have no, i'm not qualified to do any mm. of this but i'll tell you i'll tell you how i feel yeah i'll tell you how i do it <laughs> Well, here's how I usually do it. Oh, my God. What if all of our answers started that way? Oh, my God. Tig. And we we, we have haven't to take even... a break. Cheryl. Okay. We're going to take a break on Tig and Cheryl. True story. And then we're going to get back to business. 
with We are uh, going to get back to business <laughs> with Dr. Ruth. And talk about Dr. Ruth. And we are back on Tig and Cheryl True Story talking about the documentary Ask Dr. Dr. Ruth. Dr. Ruth. Mm-hmm. So let's just we're we're gonna take a different tone for a second because this is the part of Dr. Ruth I did not know about at all. Mm-hmm. Did you know about her background? I did. You did. So mm-hmm. Ruth was a child living in Germany when the Nazis came to power. I didn't know all of the details, but you I knew, knew like broad generally. Strokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had kind of forgotten, but it's intense. It's intense. She her name was. Carola Siegel in 1928. She was an only child to loving Orthodox Jewish parents, and the Nazis detained Ruth's father, which was already, I mean, I can't even imagine. And then at 12, Mm -hmm. Ruth was sent to Switzerland because it was clear to her mother and her grandmother that they felt like they weren't going to survive. So Mm -hmm. they sent her on a train by herself to Switzerland to an orphanage, which is heavy. So heavy. And she said that um, she understands that that her parents gave her life twice by doing that. She went to Switzerland. She kept a diary in the orphanage, and she wrote about missing her mother. And when she got there, the kids that were sent there, mm-hmm. they were – expected to work in the orphanage. So the other kids that were already there, living there, Ruth and the newcomers had to take care of the kids that were living there, mm-hmm. do the house cleaning and help them bathe the children. And It's a hard knock life situation. That was tough. Yeah. And then you see in this documentary, she visits a guy named Walter Nothman, mm-hmm. who was her childhood boyfriend. And watching those two together. <laughs> These are two 90-something-year-olds. 80-something. Uh, 80-something. Okay. And, yeah, uh, 90, 90th birthday was at the end of the day. And Dr. Ruth is giggling, just like giggling up a storm and flirting mm-hmm. with Walter. <laughs> and he would light up. And, yeah. and I mean, when they were recalling their childhood, I was like, I can't even remember what I had to eat last night for dinner. How how can they recall their childhood? It was very sweet because she wasn't allowed to go to school. Mm -hmm. Only boys, I guess, at that place and time were allowed to go to school. And um, Walter would go and then he'd sneak into her room and hide under her bed while she – Tried to learn all the stuff that he had learned that day. It's amazing. Just watching them talk about that and laughing. (laughs) Oh, my God. It was like they were like seventh graders. It was so cute. And did you – how did you feel? Did you enjoy the animation? I didn't mind it. Did you mind it? No. I think it's kind of common now with documentaries. Yeah. you know, talking about olden days. Yeah, yeah. So you have something to look at. Yeah, while they're talking. So it was their voices mm-hmm. talking. Yeah. And they say, how about when, when they were singing You Are My Sunshine to each other? I know. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Can I just tell you when we sang You Are My Sunshine yeah. to Max and Finn? Yeah. When they were little and we were like, You are my, mm-hmm. and I'll take my sunshine away. Finn was like, Why do they want to take somebody of sunshine away? Oh. <laughs> we were just like stopping what? in our tracks. Like, You're Yeah, like, why? This is a great you know, question. Thank you for Please bringing don't it take up. my sunshine, my sunshine away. Oh, why would somebody take our sunshine away? <laughs> like, is this a known thing that I should be watching yeah, out like for? Yeah, like, what? Wait, oh, uh, one more thing what? to worry about. <laughs> yeah. Don't take my sunshine away. Don't take my sunshine away. So, okay, Walter and Ruth, and they would hug and kiss. And, I mean, mm-hmm. let's be honest. It sounds like. They were going to second base, maybe Mm -hmm. third base. Oh, really? You think there was third base? Did you get that? Is second base boobs? That's touching boobs. I think we've gone over this before. Second base is breasts. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think you could also, (laughs) I think you could, you know, your hand could wander down south, but everything is over the clothes. Yeah, yes, and that's now base. that we're talking about yeah, this, I'm, I'm realizing we if we if we're not clear on the bases, we yeah. probably can't do a sex show. <laughs> like if we don't <laughs> even know what you can touch, first, second, third on on the baseball diamond. Yeah, like what part of the body yeah. pops out or gets touched? Or, yeah, I think know. it's all in my mind. It's all. Yeah. Fully clothed, rounding second, and that's when mm. things start coming off or hands go, you know, under the bra. Not the bra holding the light switch. <laughs> Not the bra holding the light switch to make it work. <laughs> turning uh, it on. <laughs> turning the bra. it on. You turn it on. Okay. Um, so, oh, no, this is very sad. And then we can sort of move into a different area. But it was very sad because Ruth would, she would send her parents letters and they would be sending her letters. And then um, one day they just stopped. And that was, oh, that was heartbreaking watching this. And she said, first Mm -hmm. it was so many days and then it was so many years. And, you know, it's like, wow, that was just. And then the, um, Finally, the war was over, and she went to – because she didn't have a home to go to. Mm-hmm. She didn't know where she was going to go, so she went to Israel. And then how about this little nugget of information? When she was at Israel, uh, she trained to be a sniper. Uh, completely insane. When you saw that, were you like – I had to I had to pause <laughs> – I had to pause it for a second. I was like, wait a second, wait a second. Did they just say sniper? And I feel like I had that information about her. Just I had forgotten it. I think that everybody um, Mm -hmm. trains in the military in Israel, and I could be wrong, and Mm -hmm. I should probably Google it before I say it. There's no way to know. (laughs) There's no way to know. Mm -hmm. But for her to be trained as a sniper. Mm Mm-hmm. And then while she was there, she was injured, and she was in a hospital, and they there were so many injuries and so many people 
on all the cots. They were all taken. And because she's mm-hmm. four, she's four seven. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a bed for her, so they put her <laughs> on a shelf. <laughs> they put her on a bookshelf. Yeah. It's like the little a little mouse you put in the matchbox. Yeah, like that's what you read when you're reading kids stories and it's like good good night little mouse. Yes. But she was hilarious to hear her talking about it because she said that um she had a male nurse who uh-huh. was very good looking and she Which, told Which by the way, those are just nurses. Why do people have to I say don't male? Oh, just a You could just say We're still there. We're still there. And We're she, still... she had a nurse, nurse. and he did right. this. So she had a nurse. She okay. Let the record show. The doctor yeah. Ruth is the one that called him a male nurse. Okay, Otherwise, but I'm just, I that... would never, I would okay. never have said male nurse. Never. I would, ne- would never, never describe. <laughs> she said she told him that she couldn't feed herself. Mm-hmm. And so he had to feed her three times a day. And, she, and when in the documentary, she's like, I could, I could have fed myself. I just liked him doing it. <laughs> <laughs> she should star in an action film. What would be better than Dr. Ruth appearing and like saving the day? What is saving the day? Well, she's a sniper. Right. It's like, go ahead, Ruth. Do it. And she gets the orders on her. Like walkie-talkie that's on her yeah, shoulder. Yeah, I'd have somebody else write it. I don't know if, <laughs> if that... Go ahead, Ruth. That's how they Do talk it. in the military, Tig. Go that's ahead. That's how they give orders to the snipers. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ruth. <laughs> Do it. Go ahead, Ruth. Do it. And then she'd be like, look through the thing. And yeah, she would uh-huh. be saving the world somehow. Yeah. And then when she yeah. got up, and she was only four seven. Mm. Everybody would be like, "What? Huh? <laughs> what happened?" So, okay. After all of this, she met her first husband. By mm. the way, mm-hmm. don't want to spill beans. Spill them. Okay. Did you? Were you aware of how many times? Cheryl, she... are you really about to spill beans? <laughs> <laughs> well, you seem okay with it. Well, These you came are, around because so they're not, quickly. These aren't fascinating, and it's not like a okay. murder mystery. All right, let's give us some boring beans. Um, here's some boring beans. She mm-hmm. was married a lot. Oh, yeah. I had no idea. I didn't know that. What is her first husband? She said was very cute. Mm-hmm. After the war, okay, Ruth traveled to Paris with her first husband mm-hmm. and studied psychology at the Sorbonne. They say that so easily. They divorce. Oh, and then they divorce. She didn't mm-hmm. seem to have a. I don't want to say she didn't have a problem with divorce, but it yeah, seemed like on. she didn't have a problem. Listen, it's Listen. a theme that Ryan White, yeah, has likes ladies to cover that yeah. are just like, "Hey, this is not just working." Plowing through dudes. Let's go to the number two. Number yeah. one did not work out. Yeah, and yeah. then she met husband number two, Dan. Mm-hmm. Hey Dan, hey. Hey Dan, hey. Um, she got pregnant and then married. Because that's um, what you do back in the day. And her daughter Miriam was born, who I loved. Miriam was fantastic. Hey Miriam, hey. Ruth took a ship to America. They said you're not allowed to go into first class. So she's like, of course I went into first class. I'm not going to listen. <laughs> <laughs> if for if at any moment. 
<laughs> I start trying to do a German accent. Please. Let me hear a little Dr. No, Ruth. I, no, I won't. No, I won't. Uh, but please, you got to. Just a little? Mm-mm, mm-mm. You have to stop me because I will, uh, of course, humiliate myself, but also insult people somehow. It's got to be an insult, I guess. Well, people make fun of me all the time for saying wooden and dudden. Wooden. What's the other one it. that you said? Tumped over? <laughs> yeah, tump. Careful, don't tump it. Yeah, you should be made fun of for that. We have to take a break. Mm. We'll be right back gonna you- on Tiggin. Mm. We'll be right back on. Tiggin, Gerald. True Cheryl, story. I got it. I got it. Okay. Handled. If, you, if you're joining us for the first time, this is a comedy <laughs> podcast, okay? Mm-hmm. We do... We do talk about documentaries from time to time in and on this documentary podcast. Wow. You're really drawing it out. Let's just get to the thing and get back to the thing. We'll be right back. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for the specifics. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. And we are back on Tig and Cheryl True Story. Talking about Dr. Ruth. Dr. Ruth. Ask Westheimer. Dr. Ruth. Okay, so she, okay, marries Dan. They have a baby. Oh, Mm-hmm. Then she, then she divorces Dan, and says he was very good looking, but he wasn't an intellectual. <laughs> oh, Dan! She, she moved right on. That's Miriam's dad. How do you think Miriam felt about? I knowing... don't know. Hearing that news, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, oh. By the way, it could not have been the first time Miriam had heard that. Yeah, you know what I mean. She probably yeah. She comes says, up a lot. I'm sure she was always like he was great looking, but dumb as a tack. Is that a thing? Dumb as nails. <laughs> dumb, as, dumb as nail. And then she became a single mother. She worked as a maid. Well, you know, things must have mm. not been great with Dan because then her following husband adopted Miriam. Yeah, I was wondering that too. Like, what yeah. happened to? Uh-huh. Dan, that just never, that was never mentioned again. Bye, Dan, bye. <laughs> bye, Dan, bye. Okay, then she met her third husband, mm-hmm. Manfred Westheimer, mm-hmm. skiing. Yep. She talked about riding the T-bar. Have mm-hmm. you ever ridden a T-bar? <laughs> no. It sounds dirty. 
It's not. It's not as sturdy as it sounds. You know, it's the, they're not safe. Mm-hmm. Tea bars. I don't even know if they still exist. Why aren't they safe? Well, you're you're going up a ski slope, just mm-hmm. leaning on a bar. Yeah, perched on a bar. That's not Sounds safe. Sounds fine. <laughs> they get married in 1961, and were married for decades. And Fred adopted Miriam. They had a son named Joel. Also a lovely person. Yeah. The kid. That is another theme. Yeah. Good kids. And then uh, Ruth's advice is not to worry about your past. Every relationship has the potential to be significant and lasting. Mm -hmm. Ruth got a job at Planned Parenthood in in the late 60s. She trained family planning counselors in Harlem. She decided to get further training at Cornell from Dr. Helen Singer Kaplan. Yeah, who talked about sex stuff. A lot of sex stuff. In Mm -hmm. Hebrew, the words for knowing and sex are the same. And Ruth sees sex as a way of knowing someone. That's very sweet. So here's here's the thing. Her Mm -hmm. life changed when she went to WYNY radio yeah. to talk about sex. This is what we're talking about. Yeah. So this the station gave her a show called Sexually Speaking and they put it on in the middle of the night because they did not they weren't sure how it was going to go. Guess what? <laughs> People love to hear about sex. It went well. It went really well. <laughs> okay, let's listen to um Yeah, let's listen to Ruth on the radio for a second. So, Dr. Ruth, you write that one of your least favorite words is normal. Why? Because we don't know what normal is. And I want to tell you something about what you just said, Jonathan. Uh, In those days, in the 1981, when I started WYNY, sexually speaking, nobody talked about homosexuality. The one thing that I have done forever is to say respect is not debatable. There is no such thing as normal. I love that. Respect mm-hmm. is not debatable. Yeah. I mean, man. So that's a recent interview, but when she started this show, you know, she was using words that were taboo at the time. Can't wait to tell mm-hmm. you some of them. Like Horny. penis. <laughs> oh, one of our listeners was <laughs> one of our <laughs> listeners on social media said, Can't we come up with a better word for than horny i don't know what that is does this something more elegant do they not like it being interjected into our episodes (laughs) for no reason whatsoever although although these last two i mean very sexually charged very horny very (laughs) horny episodes (laughs) um come on cheryl as much as you hate that word don't you kind of enjoy it now? God, I guess. It makes me laugh. Yeah, when I force the word horny into Horny a into a conversation. Yeah. I mean, I do, I really like the phrase horny snork bowl. That's my, <laughs> that's, my <laughs> that's my favorite. <laughs> that's my favorite. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, so anyway, she's she's, you know, saying everything on this show. Vagina, clitoris. It's clitoris, right? Not clitoris. Never heard of it. <laughs> An orgasm. Also, who cares? Nobody, who cares what? 
how you say it? D- pronounce it however you want. Yeah. People know what you're talking make about. Make sure you're talking about it. And then she became so famous. Mm. Everybody fell in love with her. She did a show, and I don't remember a show uh, called um, a sitcom called Dr. Ruth's House. <laughs> Nor do I. It should have been Dr. Ruth's Horny House. Uh, that would have gotten some some followers. Horn, horn House. Horn <laughs> House Ruth. with Ruth. Horn balls. Uh, horn balls. Horn <laughs> balls with Ruth. She was on Thursday Quantum night. Leap. She was in Hollywood Squares. She did an ad for Pepsi for Herbal Essence. Of course. I don't remember all of the, but I do remember her being everywhere. Yeah. Herbal Essence kind of looked familiar. Yeah, because wasn't that the thing where yeah. you would get, somebody would wash your hair and then you somehow felt sexually ready? Mm-hmm. That's what I got from the ads anyway. And then, oh, she even had her own board game. I never saw it. Sadly, Fred passed away in 1997. Ruth grieved, but returned to work soon after. Two days. Yeah. Two days later. Yeah. And it's interesting because her kids talk about it and her daughter said that was the only time she saw her mom cry was Mm -hmm. right after Peter died. It's interesting. And never saw her cry again. Had never seen her cry before that. Yeah, and then she went to work two days after. Did you see your mother cry growing up? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you see your mother cry? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're emotional people. Yeah. But her, you know, her kids said that they, they think that's her survival mechanism. Like, just mm-hmm. keep going, keep moving forward. And she says that. She wants to just keep moving forward. And she is. I, I mean, know. She's like bounding way, she's up the stairs. She's now. I, She's 94 right now while we're sitting here doing this stupid show, (laughs) the dumbest podcast on earth. She's out there actually doing stuff and helping people and working with people. And we're just at 94 in our pajamas talking about. I think that was actually an outfit. Oh, you're in your pajamas. I thought you were saying she's out there. Oh, no. No, I'm saying you were in your pajamas. I'm not. This is a shirt. But what do you wear to bed? If that's what you're wearing out, then what do you wear to bed? Something similar. Something similar. No, I'm pretty nude. I'll wear underwear. I'll wear... And that's it? Well, yeah. I don't have jugs. My jugs are in a dumpster in Hollywood. Well, don't... You know? Oh, God. But don't you get chilly? No, because mm. of um, menopause. Body heat. Oh. I have yeah. hot flashes. Mm. You know. So you're going to rip it off in the middle of the night anyway. Why not just. Oh, my God. I'm I'm like drenched in sweat. And then Stephanie, meanwhile, is freezing all night long. And we are just the absolute <laughs> couple. Like the stereotypical couple yeah. that, it, you know, where I'm like. Put on some clothes. And yeah, you can put like, on layers. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't really strip down more than this. You know, I, even when I was younger, I always felt like I don't want to wear anything too sexy to bet like a little, because what if a burglar came in? <laughs> and then his idea was just to like steal the TV. And then he looks over and I'm like, you know, <laughs> half nude sleeping. And it's like, well, while I'm here. That was really God, Cheryl. That was my one of my Cheryl. 
Yes, that was one of my, I don't want to say fears, but I was like, that could happen. So let's let's so back into what, this and just go to bed fully clothed. Wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> we just keep learning more and more. <laughs> okay. Um, and then what else do we need to say about uh, Dr. Ruth? She turned 90. She turned 90. Um, she did find out that her parents were murdered um, by mm. the Nazis. And it's it was oh, so sad. It's very sad. Hard to watch. But, you know, a lot of people in this uh, documentary said that she saved their lives sometimes mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. they had an issue that they couldn't talk about with anyone, that they were worried that somebody would laugh if they talked about it. And she was there and she made everybody, she, like she said, respected everybody. And she, you know, she was a big force in the abortion movement and tr and mm -hmm. speaking uh, about it in a very, of course, knowledgeable way because that was mm -hmm. her whole career. So it mm -hmm. was great to hear her talk about it and how important it is for women to be able to have a choice and for women to, you know, that we are respecting women. Yeah. So that was great. And yeah, they touched on homosexuality, especially when AIDS hit, which also took me by surprise because I haven't thought about that time in our lives in a while. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it was, um, that was intense. I think watching that actual segment of the documentary reminded me of the pandemic. Of just yeah. like nobody knowing what's happening and what's causing being... it and how other people get it. And that was yeah. that was part of it too because so many gay people were getting AIDS that other people were anxious about am I gonna get it? How do I if I touch somebody, do I get it? And you know, she was one of the few people seemingly at the time that would listen to people, talk to them, give them information. And mm -hmm. of course, everybody was so grateful for that. Mm -hmm. She never talked about politics. She never said what her, politically speaking, what her views were. Took a lot of photos with Ob Obama and Hillary, though, and mm -hmm. worked mm -hmm. at Planned Parenthood. So mm -hmm. I can only imagine she's a fan of she's Trump. Joke. <laughs> oh, good. So she's really made an impact on the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This little girl coming from an orphanage. What I really felt when I was watching this was like, God, there's so many remarkable human beings. And there's so many people you can take for granted. Like, you know you love Dr. Ruth. You know she's incredible. But she's not in the limelight anymore. So you can kind of forget about her impact or not mm -hmm. uncover her past and what she had to go through and mm -hmm. you know and, and yeah. that's what's so incredible about documentaries and these opportunities to be like hey this person let's take a look at what they've accomplished this moment and, in time yeah, yeah 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 i really i really felt like that with this documentary it was really mm. i was so appreciative that they 
Who's our filmmaker? Ryan White. Who oddly has the name of the child in the 80s that died of AIDS. Remember Ryan White? Mm, no. not. I there don't. was a very famous child who got AIDS through a blood transfusion, and his name was uh, Ryan White. Wow. And he was famously connected to the AIDS epidemic, and he brought more understanding and compassion to the AIDS crisis. Wow. Because he was a small, innocent child that people cared about more than homosexuals, you know? Right. People, it's kind of like when, you know, same but different, but when Tom Hanks got COVID, everybody was right. like, oh, God, Tom Hanks has COVID. Now right. everybody cares. Right. You know? Right. Before it was like, oh, the, the other people. Right. It was other countries. Other, yeah. It, like, this isn't my problem. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, God, Tom, Tom's got it. Yeah. Tom's got it. Yeah. Anyway, it's just interesting talking about AIDS and that the director of this documentary has the same name as that child, Ryan Whoa. White. So, so in the documentary, she's, she seems like she's having a ball. Mm-hmm. In the documentary, like you said, she's celebrating her 90th birthday and and seeing she's her walk dancing. around. I, <laughs> I'm like, I couldn't keep up with if I was taking a walk with her through Central Park, I would be like, Ruth, Ruth, she's out. She is slow down, Ruth. And she yeah. was dancing up a storm. It was just the uh-huh. cutest. And her grandchildren yeah. are giving mm-hmm. her toasts. It was just the so cu- great. It's, it's very uplifting and it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just, it was great. It was really great. It was great. Well, Tig, are you ready for some final thoughts? I am. Okay, it's time for Happily Ever After Thoughts, where we give our final thoughts on this week's documentary. Did you cry? I teared up. Me, yeah, I teared, I teared up. up. But I didn't. Oh, I didn't have a boohoo. I no. didn't have a boohoo like I had on um, Crip Camp. Mm. Uh, I had a boohoo on Crip Camp. But I teared up when her grandkids were uh, toasting her and her grandson. Yeah, I don't know. It just, it really felt like. Oh, you had happy tears. Love. Yeah. I was like, oh. Oh, when she was talking about how, how many days had gone by since she had gotten a letter, I was just like, oh, no. Oh, no, Mm -hmm. I can't. And I'm just, you know, I did a lot of dabbing. Yeah. I did a lot of dabbing. Uh, well, this is an odd question. Mm-hmm. Who were you attracted to? <laughs> this is one of those documentaries that's like... Uh, we didn't think it through very no, well when no, we started this we segment of no, who we were really you attracted didn't. to. Mm-mm. I will say, now that I know I have to say somebody, I'm going to say uh, David Letterman. Okay. You know what I'm going to hmm. say? What are you going to say? I'm going to say Miriam. Miriam, I get it. She's very appealing. I really appealing. liked her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Ruth and her kids, they're, they're an appealing group. They are. If you're listening, could you invite me and Cheryl and Mr. Thomas yes. over yes. for maybe a long weekend? How fun would that be? We'll bring, the we'll bring us- food? Well, I think they probably have access to food. Well, I, don't, I don't want to put them out, though, but I'm saying. I know, but I'm vegan. Well, that's why you definitely need to bring your own yeah, food. Yeah, definitely. Need they to they don't need food. to be bothered with your, okay. you know, dietary The three meats. of them, the three of us. We will have what, a What do you ball. say? It would be so In the fun. apartment? 
You know what? I think I'm going to be taping my next stand-up special in New York. So what do you say we just make it easy, make it easy on me. So it's the weekend where I'm there filming. Yes. And then you and Thomas can fly out. We'll just assume they welcome us. The (laughs) six of us can have a long weekend together. I think it's perfect. Do you want to talk back? Do you have any true story talk back? Ruth, I'm... uh, I feel like she's such uh, an extraordinary example of a survivor and what you can do when you persevere. And, uh, you know, people always say that your strength is who you are and um, exactly who you are. And she really has acknowledged and embraced. Mm-hmm who she is and she's yeah. used her voice and used her story to find her voice you know mm-hmm. it's like in the documentary where they talk about how her you know losing her family yeah and being alone and putting that importance on family and how sex is a part of connection and creating family and i don't know it's just it's really remarkable and yeah 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 what do you have to say? I agree, Ruth. By the way, my middle name is Ruth. Hey, Ruth, hey. Wow. I agree. Thank you, Ruth, for taking all those experiences that you had, all the painful ones as well, mm-hmm. and turning them into power. You know, mm-hmm. she everything seemed to make her stronger. She never stopped. She never doubted herself. And like we all know, oh, I'm talking to Ruth, you always respected everybody. And people Mm -hmm. feel that. So thank you, Ruth. You're a true role model, and we thank you for that. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, that's it for this week's episode. Next week, we'll be talking about Murdoch Murders, a Southern Scandal on Netflix. Before we go, would you like to hear some true fan mail? Yes. Yes, I would. Amy writes, Hey, Amy. Hey, hey. Amy. Hey. <laughs> hey, Tig and Cheryl. Hey. I was listening to your episode about Dolly Parton. When Tig told her islands in the stream joke, I suddenly remembered being in fourth grade and learning about improper fractions. <laughs> okay. An example <laughs> of an improper fraction is 10 over 3. Our teacher gathered us together on a rug and said, today we are going to learn about Dolly Parton fractions. Oh, I see where this is going. Do you know why we call them Dolly Parton fractions? It's because the top is bigger than the bottom. We laughed and laughed. Oh, Oh my my God. God. What kind of teacher? In school. What kind of teacher? Then we all went home and told our parents what Dolly Parton fractions were, and they laughed and laughed, too. Obviously, it was an effective teaching tool because at the age of 48, I still remember it. Anyway, thank you for brightening all my Mondays. (laughs) Was it that good of a tool? She forgot about it all these years until she was listening to this hogwash. I mean, have you ever heard of that? No. But also, I failed and dropped out. So maybe Mm. I didn't hit the improper years of Dolly Parton top heavy fractions oh my oh oh here we go here's another one this might have is kept me in school shula hey mm-hmm. shula hey hey shula hey hey take it cheryl hey 
I love you and your podcast so much. Jane Fonda was on Conan's podcast this week. Don't worry, I love yours more. Thank you. Thank you. And she was talking about the time she went to stay with Dolly and her husband, Carl. Without missing Mm. a beat, I yelled, where's Carl? It was a reflex. (laughs) My friend was worried, came into the room and said, who's Carl? I didn't know where to begin. Anyway, thank you for the laughs. Snirk bowl forever. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for writing in. I had had to try to, I had to remember, uh... Yeah, so Carl is what is uh, Dolly's husband that, husband is... that we never see or talk about. I believe in the true story talkback, you were yelling, where's Carl, Tig? <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, um, people don't believe he's real. Everyone thinks she's gay. Yeah. Where are you, Carl? Show yourself. Yeah. Where's Carl? <laughs> where's Carl, Tig, do you have anything you want to promote? Yes, um, I have some shows that I have added to my website. Go there for the ticket links. Uh, I'm doing some last-minute shows, gearing up for my next stand-up special taping. And hmm. uh, I'm also in two new movies on Netflix. Your place or mine? Is alert. Your place or mine? <laughs> And we have a ghost. If you really want me to brag, I mean, your place or mine is number one in 63 yeah, countries boy. around right. the world. Yeah, and uh, check out my other podcast, Don't Ask Tig, that Cheryl has been a guest on. I have. It was very fun. I just did, um, I was just a guest on Bethany Frankel's podcast, Just Be. Just Be. Um, it was a lot of fun, so you might want to listen. You might want to listen to that if you're interested. Okay. All right, Tig, that's it. Should we do it again? Let's do it again. Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Tig Notaro. It's produced by Thomas Willett, audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willett with production assistance from Bobby Pearson. Music by David Sesson. Special thanks to Gabi Kobasich, Patrick McDonald, and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. You can email us at tigandcherylTrueStory at gmail.com. That was a HeadGum Podcast.